Greetings fans, welcome to another edition of Shy Lounge. I am your host, the Sensational One Shinblade. And I have over here, and I'm going to say without uh, leaving the introduction to herself, the wonderful, vivacious Mika Villas here and uh, with the Easter pink and lace. Easter pink? Well, to me it reminds me of an Easter basket though with the pink. Did you just call me an Easter basket? You could be full of goodies. Goodies, but I'm not an Easter basket, okay? My goodies, my goodies, like yeah, Sierra. My goodies, like Sierra, milkshakes, all that. But I'm not an Easter basket. Okay, well, shout out to Russell Wilson on that one. Um, unfortunately, opening this episode, at least from this the time of this recording, uh, I want to send many, many condolences because it's been about a month since Mika and I have been together to many people that passed away over the weeks. Um, uh, wrestling legend Kamala. Um, I'm lost for words right now. Uh, wrestling legend Kamala, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe's own Chadwick Boseman. Uh, everybody know him as T'Challa and Black Panther. That one hurt. Uh, who else uh, passed away? We just had Road Warrior uh, Animal pass away. Yeah, Animal, uh, Road Warrior Animal of the Legion of Doom, Road Warriors. Uh, just passed away about yesterday and going outside of wrestling uh, important notable figure Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away also so that's also another wrong and tossing the country upside down that's uh, not tossing the country upside down I said another wrong uh, our leadership is tossing the country upside down well you know what's coming up afterwards it is you know shaking it up like uh, I just, no it's <laughs> It, it, it's, it's not. It's it's there. It's if we're. I don't know if we want to go real political, but basically. Well, the next subject is going to be political. Point blank. Period. Yeah. Basically, her death is is causing a political kind of uh, whip it out. My POTUS is bigger than yours, kind of deal because they want to name a Supreme Court nominee or quickly, um, quickly before the election, before the next president gets in. Um, so yeah, that's. Out of, and it's out of fear also because it's like this is my last move and if I lose and I, I'm i going to uh, leave a stamp on society for how many years but also um, just finding out even though this death has been long gone uh, over the couple months finding out that the uh, Breonna Taylor case is not going to move forward to um because they don't find any of the three officers guilty, except for one, which was a you know bullets in somebody else's apartment, uh, which that would be a lesser charge. But uh, amongst the outrage and people are asking questions right now, why am I mentioning Breonna Taylor? And I'm going to tell you the reason why. Number one, I'm black. Number two is a very important subject. Uh, Mika Villas is also black, uh, to be real. And it's a sore subject within myself. I don't speak for Mika, really. 
um, I could say is somewhat can be a sore subject, but it is something that uh, doesn't make any damn sense as far as how the story is portrayed. Um, it doesn't make any common sense by anything. I, I don't understand how her death sparks a lot of change except for the change from within that was supposed to happen. Uh, the family got $12 million from the city, from the state. Uh, they, made a no, they made a law concerning no-knock warrants. But they well, never... They instituted a ban on no-knock warrants for now. They haven't taken it totally out of their repertoire yet. Yeah, every, almost everything but the situation at hand itself. We're going to do everything but this case over here. It, it, it's We're just... We're going to do everything except for say we were wrong and that her death was wrong and that the officer should be charged. That's yeah. basically what um, their conclusion has come to. And it's, it's unfortunate because, you know, a life was lost. And a life was lost unnecessarily. A life was lost due to just negligence, honestly and truly, on the part of the officers, the police department, the people who issued the warrant, um, just everything that could have went wrong in this situation, indeed, in fact, did go wrong. And it ended with Breonna Taylor losing her life. And instead of um, the department, instead of the police, instead of people taking responsibility that, yes, we messed up, this was wrong, this should not have happened, um, the excessive force, the number of bullets, the blindly firing, our training, nothing kicked in correctly, nothing went how it should have, and it was wrong. Instead of them admitting to their fault. They are saying that this was not their fault, that procedurally that everything was correct and that, you know, while life was lost, the officers are not at fault. Every action that you do, whether you be a police officer, a fireman, or just a regular man or woman, you're responsible for. Especially you know, when you're in a position of power, but everything you're responsible for, for, for them to just go, nope, not their fault. It's sad. It's a slap in the face. It's a green light for um, other police departments and people just in general to kill people, whether they be black, but especially black people um, with no regard because there'll be no repercussions that's the sign and signal that is being put forth out to the world if you do not agree with me that is absolutely fine pardon my french fuck you if you don't agree and i'll stand behind that and i wanted uh mika to talk about it more because i i find it that this is not only a black issue when it comes to Black Lives Matter and the police and all that, but this is more of a black woman issue because it is a true fact that the black woman is one of the most disrespected uh, forms of human in life. 
And with with this going on, it, it is very scary that, uh, you know, listening to uh, The Breakfast Club from New York and they opened the phone lines for women to talk about it. There were some that were crying, some that were trembling because it hurts to find out that you can't sleep in your own house without getting the door kicked in and being shot at. And the the fact is, is that, um, you know, we, we talk about Black Lives Matter and, you know, please do this and do that. And it's like sweeping under the rug. Nothing happened. Nothing really. Or the family get a, a little bit of money, but it doesn't bring the individual back. And it's getting to the point where forgiveness is almost being thrown out the window. And it has been thrown out the window by a number of individuals and groups. And. The, the fact of no accountability makes it even worse because if it was the other way around, if Breonna Taylor kicked in the door and waved a 4-4 and hit a Caucasian man or a Caucasian woman or any other race that, you know, would have swift justice, then she wouldn't even make it home. She would be underneath the uh, jail in Kentucky. I don't know the city. Um, should be underneath the jail and wouldn't even see sunlight again. So that's why um, I find it personally myself, this is more of a black woman issue if you really want to split hairs. Um, Because it's a, to me, uh, to me personally, it doesn't, it's not even common sense. But the only thing that makes sense to me is that when you look at police, a lot of us forget that the long uh, version of the police name is a fraternal order of police. They look out for one another. It's a fraternity. That's what it is. So a lot of times with these cases is that you screw it up. Okay, you get a desk job. You go away. You sit at home for a, an immense amount of time, but you still get paid though. Right. You still get your money. And that's why a lot of groups now are saying defund the police, do this, do that. And I'm on the side. I'm not for defunding the police on the whole. I'm on the side of if you mess up and you do this crime and, you know, we pay the families out, that's coming out of your end. That's coming out of your retirement, your 401k. And it may seem unconstitutional for some, but it's called accountability. It, it, that's it. That's what that is. You do something, there's a consequence for it exactly. and you pay for it. That's how it is in regular life. That's how it is in any any uh, professional setting that you're in and any job you are accountable for your actions and anything that you do you have to take the repercussions for if I misfile or mistype something and I cost my company millions of dollars I'm held accountable now whether that comes out of my own funding or whatever it would depend on how the structure of the company is set and what have you so if we need to look into various methods of penalizing police for their misdeeds by, you know, taking money out of their pockets, then maybe it would, one, stop a lot of these trigger-happy nut jobs from going into the police academies, or two, it would have people, these, these cops, do what they are paid to do, their jobs, in a professional manner and in the best way possible for them to think like, let me not, you know, shoot this person to death because one, it's going to come with money out of my pocket, which should not be the number one thing. The number one thing, like 
is this the right thing to do this is a life do i really want to take it how is this you know i, I understand that there's lots of situations where police are in danger you signed up for this nobody drafted you to become a cop nobody put a gun to your head to make you become an officer of the law you chose this and if you choose this you have to remember that yes this is a dangerous job your life's going to be in danger there is no sunshine there are no roses but if you do your job correctly you go home and so does the other person across from you the whole point of police is to protect they don't protect protect and, and serve I, I, i'm i'm dropping to serve because they're not serving serving any one of us <laughs> I, I don't care like what color you are they're not serving us i mean i've i've sat here and gone back and just watched different videos not just the brianna taylor thing but just police in general all over the united states are literally killing men they're killing women they're killing children or shooting children and not being held accountable saying they're higher ups and people protecting them going well they follow protocol protocol is wrong you are wrong this is a life this is a person this is a human being police are not there to serve as judge jury and executioners and they have taken the serving and the protecting and going to police equals executioner. People now are using the police not as a threat of you're going to get in trouble, but you're going to die. I'm going to call these people and you are going to die. That is how the police are being used as a weapon against mostly people of color, but just anyone in this day right now because they don't care. Police are not, they don't care about life. They have a gun, they have a badge, and they're not being held accountable anywhere in these United States. And it's showing day after day, but especially when it comes to African-American of people of color, our lives, our lives do not matter to them. And, and, and it's, it's, it's crazy because uh, there was one that I didn't even mention, which I thought was nuts. And that was uh, Jacob Blake uh, in Wisconsin. And I had to contact some people, some friends of mine in Wisconsin to see how it really was compared to what the media was putting out. A man who got shot seven times in his back while getting into his van with kids in the, in the van. With his children in the car. And... And the fact is, I read I read thoroughly about that story. You know, he had something against him, and the cops found out, ran warrants or whatever. And the fact is that a man walking away, holding a knife or not, which I didn't see any in the video, and then shooting him in the back when he opened the door, and his three kids, I, I don't know, it's like son's daughter, uh, kids are screaming for their father being shot. And that's creating PS, PTSD for the kids. And I give and, and, and imagine the PTSD watching that. Yes. Knowing that, you know, you click on these videos knowing already you're about to see some of the most heinous and messed up things that you can ever see because oh man shot in the back. You're like by the police. This is not a movie. 
this is not something that somebody created and put up on a big screen for us to all watch and go, oh my God, that's horrible. This is real life. Again, the police are not supposed to execute people based on supposed or old crimes or what have you. If these police fear for their lives, I don't know. What happens usually when you fear for your life? Do you run into the face of danger? No. You retreat. You back up. You mm -hmm. get into a defensive stance or position. You move away. Hell, if you want to go movie reference, most police get behind the door of their car and stand there with their guns drawn. Not these cops. Not today. We pull out our weapon. We shoot first and we ask questions later. That is how they're trained. And if that's not how they're trained, then their training is somehow lacking because they're not doing their jobs properly again. Not doing your job properly is going through and shooting a man in the back. Not to if, mention seven times. If, if you cannot restrain him properly, if you cannot use your... Um, your taser, your mace properly, then you do not need this job. You need to retreat and call somebody else who maybe can do it better. There were two of you there. You fear for your life. The man moved, he kept walking. Okay, cool, move back. There were kids in this van. Mm -hmm. Imagine, thankfully, none of the kids weren't physically hurt. But imagine if a bullet ricocheted yep. and struck and killed one of these children. Mm -hmm. This man did not die. He's paralyzed. Mm -hmm. He's alive. His children, thankfully, weren't physically hurt, but they are mentally scarred for life. And it's also going to take an act of uh, God, higher power, for him to walk again. And, and the one, the, for us to sympathize, we hope that happens. But again, um, you know, Meek and I have been away from each other for a month due to our schedules. And uh, it's just so difficult that, you know, this is supposed to be a wrestling entertainment podcast. But I got to be real with you. Like, sometimes I just got to give you human nature, human rights news. And for those who don't want to listen, you you know, you can leave too. I mean, I'm a small guy. I'm not I'm not the Jerichos, I'm not the Austins or whatever, but I'm going to stick to my own integrity and morals. And, and that's what I'm going to listen, do. I question why you don't want to listen. If you are tired of hearing about all this woe is me black person thing, guess what? I'm black. I'm tired of saying it. I don't want to say it. I shouldn't have to say it. The world that we live in today has a problem. And if you do not recognize the problem, or if you think that it is being blown out of proportion, you are blind, you are stupid, you are ignorant. And I say that in the harshest tone ever, but understand, I'm not disrespecting you, I'm telling you the truth. The truth as a black person. And if you are saying, well, it's the media, it is not the media, understand that we, as I say here, I will speak for Shan, say that as we walk down the street, we are afraid 
that something is going to happen. We're going to fit a description. Somebody is going to pull us over. Somebody is going to stop us from walking. And we may not make it to our destination. We may not make it home that night because of the color of our skin. We are afraid. It has nothing to do with what we see on TV. This is the world being open and shown a black person's everyday life. And if that bothers you, good, it should. Help us make the change happen. And um, I, I can only say that, you know, when Mika was talking about being accosted, actually, to be honest with you, that actually happened to me about seven years ago uh, in Baltimore, Maryland. 12 o'clock at night, um, you know, at the time I, I had a uh, evening, I had an evening job and you know, uh, I had guns drawn on me being six foot, being black and brown skin, to be fair, and uh, fitting a suspect who robbed a 7-Eleven. And me personally, and seeing the sign in 7-Eleven, whenever you go in and out of one, is they don't hold $50 in the drawer. So it's like, it's $50 worth me going to jail. And it's $50 worth you losing your life. That, that, that also. And apparently... Uh, I, I was calm about it, and I said that, um, you know, it's not me. I, I, I have people that can tell you that I wasn't there at the time of robbery. And, and I was very confident with that, and I had somebody with me at the time. Luckily, I wasn't by myself, who uh, actually did time and, you know, gave up everything. <laughs> gave up his Social Security number, his address, where he lived. And I didn't say a word because the cop said to me, uh, when they identify you, that's when we'll uh, proceed. And I said, well, if you proceed, I'll tell you anything you want to know. Then he proceeded to ask me what he wanted to know before I'd been identified. And I said, I can't do that because you told me that uh, once the people get here, identify you, then we'll proceed. I said, well, let, let's just wait on that. And it got tense because he was one of those cops that... Um, and I may be exaggerating that some reason peaked in high school, maybe football, whatever, didn't go to college or went to college, didn't make NFL or whatever it was that he was trying to make and ended up being a police officer. And I, and I don't spit on police officers like that because I have family members that were police officers and are police officers and friends that are police officers. Um, but it got to the point where, you know, things got tense and, you know, I had to still keep a cool nature and say that, uh, you know, to me personally, being black, don't start nothing, there won't be nothing. But the fact is, is that if I went another way with this situation, then you would have never heard of Shinblade. Mika Villas would have never met Shinblade, period. And uh, I know we've been going overtime on the subject. <laughs> so uh, pretty much to me, uh, it's a very sore subject. I have been accosted by police more than one time. That was like the last time I've been really accosted by police. Uh, and I can say that that part was the worst. The other ones were like, you know, what are you doing in this neighborhood or whatever have you. So again, for those who are not attuned to the subject, don't want to listen to the subject, I, I can't skirt by something like that, you know, because it's actually something that can happen to me. Something that can actually happen to Mika. Um, and honestly, I would be torn to shreds if it did happen to Mika. 
Um, because oh, I'm the mouthy one. I'm I'm the one. <laughs> I am the one because again, I've been the one. I've been in the back of a police car. I've been in handcuffs, and I have put it like this. Uh, I'm not a criminal, and I have criminal friends. I have criminal family. There are people in my life who have not made good choices. And how dare anyone say, because I associate with these people, I deserve to die, or I deserve <coughs> what I get, or it is my fault if the police come and shoot me in my sleep. That is the most asinine thing ever. It does not matter who you are with or what they did. These are processes. These are things in place that should protect the innocent. I am innocent. Until proven guilty. I am innocent. In all guilty, not guilty, I am innocent. And for people to say, because Breonna Taylor associated with criminals, that is why she is dead. She was innocent. She had not been convicted of any crime. She certainly had not been sentenced to death. So <laughs> I, I, it's weird that people now, black people are going, man, if they kill me, this is it. I'm telling you guys, man, if they kill me, it was my mouth. Because you will hear me yell, scream, and act a quote-unquote fool because I am innocent. And if you dare, dare try to violate me, you're going to have to kill me because I guarantee you the hell that I will bring if you leave me alive will scorch you and everything around you. The one police officer who had me in handcuffs no longer works as a police officer. Can't even get a job as a security guard, as a matter of fact. Because I made sure that I brought the hell. You will not. I refuse. So you're going to have to kill me. And Lord help you when you do, because I will come back as a ghost and haunt your ass. That was worse than that Sam Jackson line that I was about to quote. Um, so, so to my black podcasters, uh, media people, associates, wrestlers, entertainers, uh, a lot of those people are quoting uh, Justice for Breonna Taylor, and I'm going to say it too, Justice for Breonna Taylor, because this is not over. $12 million won't bring her back. $12 million won't pacify. Laws uh, won't really pacify. You got to take down the people who did it. Um, accountability has to be number one in this case. And uh, I believe that the day is not over for that. Um, same thing as I can say for uh, the uh, Tards who are trying to fill the seat of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Her dying wishes don't fill my seat until actually to after the election. And I believe I, I I believe that's her and her words. I have read so much about this woman over the past uh, couple years. I have not seen a documentary. I think it's on Amazon Prime. I'll watch it one day. Um, but she had done so much 
Uh, and she fought to the very end. She even worked out to the very end. Mm-hmm. And um, that just shows how strong that a person can be. So it's a lot of things that, um, you know, we find as an injustice that, that is troubling. And it's actually true because we're going through a very tough time. Not not only that, but we're going we're still going through a virus that we haven't even eradicated yet. A pandemic in the midst of all the craziness. And, and, you know, we joke on social media saying that, you know, the pandemic is taking over people's brains. But I, I'm starting to think that just the notion is taking are taking over people's brains because it, you know, a lot of stuff these days don't even make any sense. You know, uh, I'll give you a personal I'll give you a personal quip. I even deactivated my personal Facebook because of all the idiocracy between associates uh, that I have and I have with shared people coming out of the woodwork and just it is like racism is trying to beat uh COVID-19 in the body count mm. you know uh over the you know ever since George Floyd I think I gave you like three weeks to a month even Mika you asked about where I've been because I wasn't on social media anymore right. and I just said I can't do it anymore because um thanks to Barrington Hughes uh Will Huckabee and, and a lot of others it was racist that it was being unsurfaced like weeds. It was like, you know, the guy from Georgia and his girlfriend, you know, to put the N-word on some kind of TikTok video that was being put out. Um, and, you know, it's like, okay, you like me or you like other people, but you're going to talk bad about my own people? I mean, come on. What are we doing? It's the worst. And... and People are the worst. And pretty much, you know, um, I even had people that were close to me that that liked me but don't like black people. Still trying to figure out how how does that work. Because you're one of those good blacks, not one of the bad ones. Oh, he's not a troublemaker. I've I've heard that before. People have looked like, well, you're one of the good ones. One of the good ones. That's racist. Right. Exactly. And 2020 has, in the midst of this pandemic, had racist people show their true colors because, again, there's no accountability. People feel that there's no accountability. Uh, they see it um, from the leader of the, the country to the police to the government. They see that no one is being held accountable for their racist ways. And so they feel absolutely, positively, 100% comfortable waving their rebel flag um that's for them georgia folks so you know alabama mississippi too all, all them all them and, and maybe some and, and put a little bit there, of south carolina there, in there. there there's a i mean there's some up north too but uh, oh honest. yeah and people are way that confederate flag and all that whatever but the races feel like you know what we can we can do this we can say this and it's tough um as you know, you and I, we, you, you do something and you said this and I, I thought about it when I first met you, you was like, I build a relationship with people, you know, I want to make sure I have a, a relationship with this person to talk to him and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, I thought that was a little too strong a word, but. Build relationships? With like people you want to interview, people in the business, I, I thought that was too much, but it is true. It is a bunch of relationship building what we do when we go out to these shows when we talk to the wrestlers and fans and just we're building relationships relationships you can say friendships or 
just strong acquaintances because as this wrestling business is you spend a lot of time in the same circles with the same people uh sharing time meals uh, road trips lots of stuff so to have people every day who you have had these relationships with and find out that you know they don't like people of color that they they like to say the n-word that they think that you know black people should hang or that they're lesser or just anything to find out that these people are like that it's it's not just heartbreaking it's just a mental blow and we've gotten blow after body blow after body blow after mental blow with all these people coming out of the woodworks and it's it's i don't blame you um for you know deactivating your facebook i i had to take a step back and just go okay where are the races when the pop-up comes and just you know what let me unfriend them let me take them out of my circle let me look at their friends and see if there's anybody who is either speaking up and if not they're coming off the list too i i will not tolerate it i just cannot let that circle of hate keep being around me if you don't like black people you don't like me i do not want you to think that I am anything other than what I am. I'm not one of the good ones. I'm black. Point blank period. If you can't see me as a person, as a black woman, then we need not associate in life and definitely not via social media because there's nothing here for you. If you don't like black people, you don't like me. Plain and simple. And it's also kind of funny. It's also very tragically funny to me when even the non-racist people come out with that statement, I don't see color. Mm. And I say all the time, you don't see color, but you see all these black dudes in the courtroom or brown people, Latinos and whatever, you see them in the cages, you know, whether they're legal or illegal. And it's just like you have to see color com- completely. I mean, even if you're not racist or racist, you have to see color. I think Brandy Rose said it best. Cody... Her husband said it to her. He said, I don't see color. She said, if you don't see color, you don't see me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, you, you have to see the color of a person. Yes, you judge people based on their character and who they are and what morals they have or don't have. But you do have to see color. You have to see color because you need to see where that person comes from, what their struggle was, what, you know what drives them to be who they are that is underlying in color until we're all blind as you know stevie ray stevie ray a child you know blind people stevie i better Wonder, not see stevie ray bl- uh, blonde <laughs> either but until we're all blind then we literally would not know color but we can see our, our world is filled with different shades of human and the reason these shades come about, there's generations of stories behind this one person in front of you who may have this hue of skin. So you have to see color so you can see that person in their entirety. And, and you know, in my personal life, um, when I go out, um, you know, everyday basis, I have a um, associate who is Mexican and um, he's bilingual. He's proficient in uh, American English language and uh, Latin, I mean, in Spanish also. And we have our quips and we joke each other, but 
we both know in our own hearts at the end of the day, if something happens to one of us, even on the job, we look at it and we just like, I know that person. Mm-hmm. They know me. Right. And, you know, um, I, I, I say this because there's a lot of woke, quote unquote, people out there where, which I can't stand because those are the people where you can't say anything. You can't say anything over here. You can't say anything over there. You're racist. You're sexist. You're colored. You're anti-LGBT, whatever. And it's like, is the person living their life like that? Like, are they putting out that form of hate or they're just making little small quips of jokes that can happen? So, again, I make jokes with him, you know, Latin and everything. He's short. Um, I even made a joke about the cartoon uh, Quick Draw McGraw mm-hmm. because his partner was a uh, small, short bull named Baba Booey mm-hmm. with, with Latin and everything. And, and, you know, I say, we're just racist watching cartoons old cartoons you like speedy gonzalez and everything so you know we joke about that but i wouldn't look at him like a uh, subhuman i would look at him as less than anything because personally with him i believe being bilingual is a very very uh uh great attribute to have you know especially in the workforce especially in the world today you know you can benefit a lot more from that but um again the the, the rap this uh to wrap this up, I mean, we've been spending a lengthy amount of time with this and because, you know, because of the obvious. So I, I possibly care less. This is my show. So whatever. Um, again, everything has been happening in terms of Breonna Taylor. Everything's been happening on the outside except for the, the core situation itself. And I and I always find that parallel to the to the White House where everybody around uh, Dita Von Cheeto, whatever his name is is getting arrested and getting accosted by the government because of what they're doing wrong. But that guy right there is is the main uh, uh, factor, the main factor or variable within all those people. Right. It happens within every everything. A lot of, you know, a lot of situations, and even for those who grew up, and you know this from your parents, you know this from your elders, it's like, you know, when everybody, when something happens, like, it's like the company you keep. Excuse me, I'm, right. I'm stuttering a little bit. It's the company you keep. So if everything happens around you, then, you know, damn it, it might be you. Or you just keeping bad company around you. It's either one or the other. It's just like the rainbow-haired rapper that snitched on everybody. Now he's trying to be the hottest rapper in the world, and his album couldn't fucking sell after a week. And I got into a conversation with some... I'm going to say it. I got in a conversation with some white people about uh six nine and they were like oh i don't care about the snitching culture he is good really you don't know you don't know that culture i understand you're suburban you like the music makes your fingers pop it makes your toes tap and everything and makes your head bob i understand that but within the black community or let alone the lower black community snitching is a very very big deal and the man snitched like as if blaming water for being wet. Walking around up and down the street, bloods hanging out the, the, the flag, trayway, six nine on it, nobody can touch me. And your band is racketeering everywhere. Guess what's gonna happen? You're, you're the touched. you're the most popular person in the group. They're gonna get you. And he went to court and said, you know what? This guy did this, this guy did that, this guy did this, this guy did that. Oh, yeah, also, a couple of guys tried to get at my girl, my baby mom's, and the baby. I was like, 
no honor amongst thieves, let alone gang members at times. You gotta ain't no fun until the homies get some. That song's been almost twenty, almost thirty years now. So, I had that conversation with somebody. I said because it is something ingrained in us. If you, my friend, if you, my friend, and you doing something that's not affecting me, but I will talk to you about it and see if to get you to cease. I'm not gonna run and say that that person's doing this, that, and third. Now, unless it brings you to the predicament that you're gonna get seriously injured or killed. Right. That's not snitching at all. That's just protecting your your people. And and I'm bringing this. Uh, and this is gonna be a black ass podcast. I can say this for sure until I get to the other subjects. But it is just it, it's just terrible now that black people, at least in my view, are slowly but surely becoming an endangered species. It's getting to the point where you're going to start seeing us in museums if we could ever be in museums, little caricatures of us and everything. Mm. A lot of people don't, they, they don't believe in black is everywhere. And I had a conversation about this today about um, the vice president running, Kamala Harris. Because a lot of people didn't believe that she's black. She's got a little color on her. Oh, what is she has a she has a Jamaican father and an Indian mother. As if that doesn't matter. Indians are colored from one end to the other, just like black people. There are black ass Indians that don't even want to associate with me because I'm black. They black as tar. Don't even want to associate with me. It's weird. Uh, black Latinos don't even refer to Afro Latinos don't even refer to themselves as black. The, it, 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 it's just weird that the education is right there. You know, there was Africa, there was uh, um, explorers. They took the Africans, moved them around the Caribbean, traveled everywhere. There were some Africans that traveled also and made it with the people. And that was it. And I say it, black is everywhere. I'm not being like a uh, black nationalist, like black is everything, everything is not. But it's just true. Black is everywhere. It's Afro-Latinos. I, I'm planning a trip to go to uh, Cuba and uh, whenever this pandemic is over, because I love the architecture and everything. And plus they opened it back up in recent years. But again, it's everywhere. So you have to... You have to realize that if you're going to be racist, then this time is not for you. I'm not saying that you should kill yourself, but I say you should have an education. And you should step back and you should realize how many kind people of the black and brown race that you can engage in and they can make your life more enriching than what it is. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm exhausting myself on this subject because I, I feel like we're talking blue in the face every day and it's never going to stop. It has to stop. It absolutely positively has to stop. And if it takes exhausting breath every day, then that's what it's going to take. But it has to stop. And, and I and I talked to uh, Black Thanos a couple months ago, and I just said, like, wrestling is going to be real funny when it comes back. All the races coming out and uh, social media talking this, that, and the third. And luckily enough that the promoters seeing these wrestlers saying, these racist wrestlers saying that they want to associate with them. Thankfully. But there'll be some people who might wiggle in some cracks and... Probably your mud shows. I, I know that 
the the brothers and the sisters out there in every sense of the word are going to handle business and make sure that those those little escapees get the uh, hands that they deserve. <laughs> I mean, of your, from your favorite guy. Um, especially, uh, what's his name? AJ Gray, who still blocked me on Twitter for some reason. But if I cross paths with him, I just talk to him and sit him down. So it might be like a little misunderstanding. So that's not, that's not me showing out a beef or anything like that. Um, anyway, I, I want to talk about what I really got Mika here for. Um, have you ever video games and popcorn? I'm actually hungry. (laughs) Um, over the past month, you know, there's this thing called Thunderdome, Mm -hmm. WWE Mm -hmm. Thunderdome, and I find it hilarious by the week. Are you not entertained? (laughs) The hilarious part of Thunderdome is not the action inside. It is to see how many people do stupid stuff on screen. You got a couple? Oh, my gosh. Let me see. We had a live execution. Um, a what? I'm sorry. A replay of an execution. Yeah, there was an execution. I didn't hear about that. No, you missed it then, sir. I heard about... I heard, Okay, I'm going to tell you what I heard about. I heard about um, the person with the black sign that said Fire Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny Omega chiming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, people wearing AEW shirts or other wrestling shirts mm-hmm. on there. And then uh, through the Jim Cornette podcast, which I list the clips on Twitter uh, on YouTube, there was a long laundry list of litigation and rules in order to be a part of Thunderdome. And um, I wish I had it with me, but I could take this. I could take this. Uh, podcast of three hours if I did it's just a lot be alone in your internet connection and be still and whatever and I ain't got time for that so yeah there there was there has been a lot of um, but tell me more about this live execution there was an execution there was a beheading that was a beheading that they showed uh, somebody tapped into their dark web and you know put it up there on WWE TV congrats uh, there was a Klansman, somebody in a full hood, um, oh. up there on WWE TV. Uh, you said the Kenny Omega thing. It was a, a video of Kenny Omega that somebody somehow queued up and put on their screen there. <laughs> um, I did see the Fire Veil Team Dream thing, and uh, just a lot of uh, a lot of things that you know you you should not show on broadcast television. Worldwide. Um, but I chimed in my account and I got picked to be on Raw and SmackDown this week. So I can do anything really? I want. Did you really? No, not talking about me. I'm oh. talking about the, the fan. I should have put up quotation oh. marks. Yeah, I was like, wait, did you really? Um, Hell no. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I have not looked at the long list of rules or whatever because, honestly, when all the Thunderdomes are happening, the Raw, the SmackDown, whatever, I've got other stuff that I'm in the middle of. That um, I'm not. I think I should do it though because I want them to pick me because they can watch me work. <laughs> uh, see what I do in the background while they're wrestling or wrestling, depending on how you look at it. Um, I'm surprised people. I ain't, uh, I'm surprised with one account they didn't see people beating. Um, people people engage in a little act. You know, I don't think there were any sexual acts but I could be wrong I mean if you go to the interwebs 
they'll tell you about all the lovely shenanigans that people pulled off um, and pulled on the WWE and the Thunderdome. Um, again, I get the premise. They followed suit behind the major sports feeds. Um, baseball had some cutouts or whatever, and whoever else had some video screens. So, again, understood you want to make it fan interactions and it gives them an excuse to pump in their sounds or cheers or boos. It really let's let's not go there because those sounds are canned. Uh, again, they pump them in. I get it. They're trying to say, "Oh, this is the speakers from the home." Yeah, right. Um, because honestly, te- technically, uh, literally and figuratively, it would be a clusterfuck of uh, sounds coming in everybody's mm-hmm. houses, and it would sound horrible. Right. So okay. babies crying. Uh, People blasting uh, music. People cursing because Cur- people, yeah. I mean, if they're going to throw crazy stuff on their screen, you know they're just going to scream curse words all the time. So, um, yeah, their they're, they're canned sounds are finally getting used. Um, and, there's some, and, and honestly, there's some good things that's going on in WWE. Yeah. Uh, some, some good things, like Roman Reigns being a bad guy, which a lot of people, people wanted. People looking for, I mean, they didn't get Cena, but you get Roman. And honestly, from what I hear from the next pay-per-view or special shows, that he's not going to be wearing a shirt. So, uh, luckily, there is no, there are no crowds because women would be fainting over that. They'd be fainting. I mean, let's be honest. We haven't seen his chest in like 350 years since NXT. So. And he only had like two matches on television. Right. So, we're, we're nobody's, and this is wrestling, where there's topless dudes all the time. No big major. I mean, nobody's going to be fainting over Roman's chest being out. Whoop the damn dude. Whoop the tattoos and... I mean, listen, we've seen a Samoan without a shirt. Hello, Rock. It's fine. It's okay. Nobody's... Oh. Nice way to segue. Speaking of Dwayne Johnson, um, shocked me, not really, but he was one of the people that got COVID. Him and his whole family. Not only did he get COVID, but before he got COVID, he got stuck at home um, in his mansion. I thought that was last week. Yeah, his gate. Yeah. He didn't get his gate off or open, so he ripped the damn thing off. Like, hello, Incredible Hawk. Um, I don't know if that's his house or if he's renting a house or whatever. No, that was his house, and he had to leave to go to a production. Yeah. So, which he, you know, might have had COVID at the time, and thanks, Rock. That was God's way of telling you to stay your ass in the house, but you couldn't sit still. <laughs> you had to rip the damn gate open. Literally. I don't think we want to put that in the air saying COVID superpowers because if that in that the case, we all be infected yeah, trying to be trying something. to get COVID. That's just like the Inhumans uh, strain on the new Marvel Avengers game that they putting out. Uh, that storyline. But that's a spoiler. I'm playing the game. I already beat it. So, whatever. A-Day and all that. Um... But also, now that you segue to this, you have segue to this uh, subject, and I find this is a subject to be a little disgusting also. The fact is that not only with The Rock, but other people in WWE has come out on their platforms or social media and said they got COVID, and WWE does not want people to do that, which I find very disgusting. WWE is disgusting in general. Their business practices or heinous when it comes to their performers or as they like to call them their independent contract and that's for the next subject after this exactly so the wwe doesn't want you to tell people that you have covid because well where have you been you've been to work 
you've been in the ring with XYZ, you've been backstage with XYZ, blah, 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 which means you've possibly exposed them as well to COVID, which means anybody and everybody who stepped into the ring or to the arena that night could have come in contact with you and everybody else who you've infected by proxy. So yes, WWE does not want people to say that, you know, um, anybody who's working for them that they have COVID or that they contracted COVID because it looks bad on them as a company. They are taking measures to try to ensure the safety of performers and XYZ as far as COVID goes, as far as temperature checks and whatever other things that they're doing. But, Swabs. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is, it's not an instantaneous COVID test. You don't get the COVID test at 9 a.m. and know by noon that you're good to go. Mm -hmm. It takes days for the results to come back. So while you may take a fresh test, that test does not give you the results. You perform or you're in the building at XYZ and boom, you find out later that, hey, well, I was there on Monday. I had the COVID. Mm -hmm. So definitely they don't want people to say that because it would hold a bad candle, a bad light to them as a company um and also would maybe just maybe have other people go i worked with xyz mm -hmm. wwe put me as a worker in a position that was you know dangerous to my health they don't want that but i mean again it's very responsible i mean it's just like in the, in the pantheon of sexual transmitted diseases you know you kind of tell people like uh this happened i was with this person last and I got to tell them even if it wasn't them it was somebody else and and you know uh, Renee Paquette which she's no longer at WWE now which I, I love her name the former Renee Young I love her name period because um, I, I knew her from the score but she came out and, and she she said how nuts it was that she couldn't tell people AJ Styles had it he told people on his Twitch channel um, more people had it Kayla Braxton had it twice um, um, yeah, Renee had it twice too. And also, uh, Apollo Crews, they say he had it. I mean, he was out for two weeks and they had to make a run with MVP in the United States title. So it, it, it said um, this virus, this, uh, this virus germ is, is a bit inevitable, but not to the point where you can't tell people that, you know, okay, you were, you were with me on this day and I can't say nothing about it, but it's very responsible to tell your part. It's irresponsible for the WWE to hold this information back from their performers or to have the performers hold this information back. We live in an age where we have instant knowledge of things. We also are in the midst of a pandemic where we are seeing every star from different backgrounds be it of entertainment sports news what have you say hey yes i'm sick and you should be safe and you should be watching you know yourself you should be doing these steps so for the wwe to kind of ignore COVID is like an irresponsible thing like you know like their people are untouchable instead of them saying listen our people are touchable too be safe they're not doing that they're for all of their social campaigning to have people, you know, cure breast cancer and, you know, Connor's cure and all the things that they do um, for, you know, charity, so to speak, and the right thing to do. This is the wrong move for them as a company, as uh, more responsibilities go.
Yeah, especially the fact that the pediatric cancer kids can't see WWE superstars. And I would think that being that they have pediatric cancer, like they at least need to know who got it, who don't. Even if it's any, and even if it's a risk or not of go, of doing it, because um, you know these kids are on the brink of death. They're doing or, video things now. They're not doing any person, no in person. No, 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 no. Things, I mean, right? yes, but so, you know, yeah, your your thing is like when they're together, they're not doing anything together. They're all videos. Yeah, and also um, now that you just say that again, vendors um, vendors are doing uh, virtual signings, which I'm kind of wary of um, because again. The human body science, you know, you kind of like the interaction, like when meeting someone, like we go to WrestleCade, we go to conventions. There are people that are not as popular that I like meeting. And, you know, I remember that. Like last WrestleCade, I met Colonel Rob Parker. Mm-hmm. And, he, you know, he's, he's if there with a popularity scale. But I remember on television, I liked the character so much. Mm-hmm. And that was it. So it was, it was something for me. But, um, I, I also wonder why is it that WWE is the number one company, but they don't discuss certain things. I mean, some of their programming, you know, now it's like two or three of them is like, okay, COVID, coronavirus is on the earth, and mm-hmm. we had to do that. Uh, what was it? Drew McIntyre's 24 or Chronicle before winning the title. Mm-hmm. And then there was the one where they're talking about WrestleMania, how we had to adjust. Mm-hmm. But when you look on TV, it's like, there's no such thing. Guess what? There's also no audience members in your audience. There were like students and NXT people. Mm -hmm. Now you have a whole bunch of screens in the basketball arena. It's something that you, as a company, you have to talk about and give a general statement. Um, AEW has gone above and beyond as far as the human uh, relations. Mm -hmm. They come out and say... You know, the first responders and the doctors and nurses, you are on the front lines. We love you. We support you and blah, 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 blah. And in that first show, they were like autism. We're for autism. Mm -hmm. They don't do concussive uh, pyro because there are people with audio sensory Mm -hmm. uh, disabilities for that. And, you know, even though I listen to Jim Cornette because I want to hear from his, you know, older people, historians and whatnot. He's not a popular guy with a lot of people. I find I understand that, too. But it's to the point where, um, damn, I just lost it. I had a brain fart. Um, but it, it gets to the point where, you know, yes, AEW, they have their little follies when it comes to their matches, when it comes to their booking, when it comes to their material. But AEW is, is more relatable than WWE, even though it's an upstarted company. And they're also being more responsible. We know that Lance Archer had COVID. Yeah, as of, as of uh, this morning, I think. Or last night at the ta- at the dynamite tapings, uh, there was supposed to be a six man tag, and they had to rearrange everything and put up uh, a good guy by the name of Eddie Kingston against John Moxley, partner. Mm-hmm. Um, I love. I, I'm not friends with that dude, but I love that dude. Eddie's um, the truth. Eddie is. Eddie's a great guy. Eddie's everybody's friend, like for real, and he's just badass to boot. So especially when he shoots on the mic. He's a badass man, man. I, I like Eddie. I respect Eddie. I'm friends with Eddie. I'm scared of Eddie. I love Eddie. So am I. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm friends with him. I'm scared of him. I'm scared I, of him. Like, that's that's how, you know, that's how all around Eddie is. So, you know, happy when he was signed, even happier to see him getting opportunities that, you know, present themselves. Eddie's, Eddie's the man. Eddie's like, hey, 
whatever you need me to do. You need me to take the trash out? I'm going to take the trash out. I was like, damn, Eddie, chill. <laughs> he, he was on the uh, BTE doing a promo on a cookie. Right. Right. And I was, was like, like, and you you bought the fact that Eddie Kingston was gonna beat this cookie's ass because Eddie delivers promos like nobody else. If you've never watched the Eddie Kingston promo, if you're not familiar with his work, or even if you're familiar with his work, and you're like, ah, I don't like his work in the ring. Watch his promos. His promos are just what everybody should try to do when they do promos because the man sells everything. It makes it so believable, and it's just like, wow, okay. Well, it's such a lost art to the point where, you know, yes, the matches are scripted, and they're supposed to go out a certain way, but that doesn't mean you can't say certain things to enhance the match. Exactly. And, you know, uh, WWE has scripted promos, like, well, uh, last champion of CU, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to squeeze you like a sponge or something. And, no, it just, you got to come off the heart. Charisma, not not everybody has charisma, and few people have it. You know, Eddie Kings is one. Jake Roberts in his heyday still does. He has it. You know, you can, in a way, teach it, but it takes a person that has it to go. Um, I don't know if you've seen Dynamite uh, as of late, but Brody Lee's uh, promo towards uh, Cody Rose, Cody Rose uh, returning, I felt something in that. Mm. It felt like old school '80s type type thing holding a dog collar and um it, it's just something to bring people in but again with aew they're close to the hip as soon as the uh covid19 was was ever uh unleashed into the world they've been testing all over every week they test everybody you see the wristbands on the uh talent you see the wristbands on the uh, staff in the in the audience i don't know about the uh fans I don't know about the fans. I think they have the social distance period. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it it's, so, it's so close to the heart that you feel comfortable that you're there. You know, you're not down with the Young Bucks. You're not down with Kenny Omega and his, and his finger pointing, bang, bang. Uh, you're not down with Sammy Guevara. You're not down with... Uh, I wasn't down with that Matt Hardy match either mm. uh, where he bumped his head. I was with his wife. Mm. I mean... Yeah. I was with his wife in theory. Excuse me. No, no. This I is audio. I Some people are going to take this the wrong way. Rebecca Hardy does not hold back. She will let you know. In a minute, in a second. Yes. She did. And um, the fact is, is that uh, you enjoy your show. I've been to uh, I've been to two or three AEW shows. And, uh, well, the all the all-in show when it was before then. But it's just it's just fun all around. Um, coming up to the to the next subject, I sound like a freaking host, even though I am the host. Um, this this thing about WWE and banning people from having third party uh, platforms. <laughs> you mean WWE trying to get a cut of money because they saw that well, people were that, making that money one and too. losing out. That one too, and then you can't be on Twitch and you can't be on Cameo, which that is a money making venture. Yeah. Uh, damn, that they're gonna be on OnlyFans. We're not doing that. Um. But they're independent contractors. What's wrong with making a couple dollars outside of the ring on your spare time between time of being at home? Well, now being at home and being in the ring, you're not on the road. So you can make more money going 
back on the road. WWE is saying that people are using their, basically their WWE fame to make money and that they're using that on third party sites and that violates or is part of a contractual um independent. yeah see about that mm-hmm. because the wwe owns the rights and likenesses to the names for instance um uh no. i'm trying to think of braun Strowman. i was gonna say billy k okay well billy k because that's not really her name right oh braun Strowman. that's not you know really his name yeah. billy k braun Strowman. um they go on to some third-party social media site and your cameos, your your Twitches, your, you know, OnlyFans or whatever. Um, they're bringing fans from the WWE who are following Billy Kay and Braun Strowman. They're not following Adam Schroeder or whatever his name sure. is. Whatever, jerk ass. North Carolina. Whatever, jerk ass. Um, and whatever her name is in real life. Jessica, Jessica Jesse McKay. McKay. Jessica, yeah. yeah. Um, I wasn't trying to get all the business out, but okay. Well, it's on there due to Chris Van Vliet when he interviewed Billy Kay and he put a real name up there. And well, people know real names. It's not hard to find out, but I just don't, you know, whatever. Anyway, so those, you know, people are using their WWE fame if they go to some third-party site. And the WWE is like, hey, we own this name. We own this character. We own the rights to this character. We have directions for these characters we have storylines for these characters and if you take them and you go someplace else you are using them out of context you are using them outside of our permission and that is a no-no yeah and and um i understand when wwe makes the name makes up the name and gives it to you or bestows it upon you I get that part, but also, but for me personally, I don't get the people who come in from the indies with their name. You know, the Leo Rushes, the CM Punk, the Samoa Joes, the uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, and all of them. That was their name before they got in. I understand that you're making a cut off their name because they're under the banner. But, you know, again, with third-party sites, you being an independent contractor making business, okay. It's fine if the person checks in with uh, talent relations and say, well, I got a Twitch channel. I play video games on my off time. This is what I do. But with that, people on Twitch, oh, AJ Styles got a Twitch page. He played video games. I knew this years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, what did you play? And it, it brings it closer to AJ Styles. No matter if he's trying to be a bad guy. No matter if he's trying to be a good guy. But it brings it closer because, you know, some people out there don't believe that WWE superstars are human and they do human stuff. Um, another one, Dia Trinidad. She she's a cosplayer and plays video games. I'm loving her push right now. Um Who? Selena Vega. Thank you. I'm loving her push right now. I want to see more of that. So uh, and then also uh your friend uh and Ruthless Lala friend Bianca Belair, the EST of uh, WWE, I guess. She used to be my friend. I thought you liked Bianca Belair. I don't dislike her, but I wouldn't call her my friend. Okay, well, I'm glad she's now coming back because I was concerned about her. Black women matter. So, uh, again, I'm I'm with I'm with the whole thing of making money, 
And, you know, this is what you do on the side. I mean, you don't go to Pro Wrestling Tees or anything like that. But, you know, a cameo, you might but, make somebody think day. think about it. I know for a fact that Chelsea Green has a t-shirt store on Pro Wrestling Tees. Hmm, I gotta look into that. Like, okay, uh, what do you gotta do now? Like, are is this a problem? Well, like, well, with Pro Wrestling Tees, and I talked to the staff in Chicago... Chicago, um, I they have to pull names and designs because they they have uh, cease and desist orders they will send out. Mm-hmm. Because there's an AJ Styles Bullet Club shirt that I wanted, the Blizzclid shirt, and I have to pay attention to my email so when they release it, it's going to be released for 24 hours. I buy it, they take it off, they print it, and send it to me. Mm-hmm. So I understand what part of that. I understand what indie people saying that uh, you have this weekend to buy my stuff because it was like they were AJ Styles. I bought two of his shirts mm-hmm. um, because it was last weekend before. I think it was, I think it was after he got signed. He gave that notice because also, you know, with WWE, they're kind of funny with letting people know who's going to debut and who's going to come back and mm-hmm. everything. So I did do that. Um, but for me, I just don't. I I. I I guess it's just the artist in me that I like that uh, even if you make money on your job, you can still make money on the side because you are an individual person. We don't know how your bills are. We don't know what side of the pay scale you're on. Not everybody in WWE makes millions of dollars. It's only the top guys, the main inventors, and whatever have you. Then you have Hulk Hogan. We don't say that word. So... It, it is it, it is what it is. Um, they say they got 30 days. I think we're closer to the 30 days or they'll get fired, terminated, or punished. And I'm waiting for them to fire AJ Styles if he they're keeps his Twitch up. AJ. I know. They're not going to fire But AJ has also been a company man at every company he's been to. If they've asked him to do something within reason, he'll do it. So, him... Company? Is AJ going to stop playing video games? No. Will he take down his Twitch channel? Possibly. Will he still play online on Twitch? Yes, under a different name. Because he's played under a different... Oh, sorry. Telling the business. Oh, man. You're killing the business here. Darn, killing the territory. Uh. Okay. But, but again, that, again, that's just, that's just the artist in me. And, you know, even though I wouldn't, I wouldn't really do it, but I would pay uh, Billy Kay on Cameo or even Instagram, there's a way to do it for her to personally message me and talk to me for five minutes and do her line. Are you, you gotta be joking me. Are you joking me, Kayla? <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm, I'm upset that they split that team up because the Iconics, the oh, Iconics what? were over. So what if one of them's leaving? Her man is on another show. Uh, wasn't Ty Dillinger uh, with Tully Blanchard? With the Mohawk and the, the loaded Barry Wyndham Sean love. Sean Spears. No, they're pushing uh they're pushing uh Peyton. Yeah, well they are now, but what if she's leaving? I don't know, but um they also talked about Ricochet leaving. Mm-hmm, because they say him is not a happy camper. Well whoa. neither neither is AJ Styles, but he's been shooting for the last two months. You've been shooting on uh, the walrus, which is Paul Heyman. Because Paul Heyman got his boys fired. Again, how did he get fired? 
Heyman did it. Heyman well, said, you said something else. Oh, 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 because, well, part of the was Heyman did it. The other thing is <laughs> they dug AJ up from the uh, match from The Undertaker and uh, at Mania. So they dug him up and saved him, and somebody had to be sacrificed. It was them. Well, I'm sure that somewhere making an impact. <laughs> but Ricochet, I, you know, Ricochet is such a talent, man. I, even meeting him or not meeting him, he's such a talent to the point where, he, to me, he's Cedric Alexander. Like they both can main event, main event, mm. and they can do so much. I mean, I, I was, I was a little worried when Ricochet got signed because I remember PJ Black, aka Justin Gabriel. Telling me that you couldn't really flip a lot in WWE on television. Right. You you couldn't flip and do that. I'm like, basically that's what Ricochet is. He's a flipper. And if that and if that is any kind of innuendo, that's not what I mean. He's a flippy dude guy. But again, WWE sometimes they do stuff that doesn't make sense to us in the first place, but we'll learn later on. Like they're trying to sign Tessa Blanchard. I already said it. You already said it, and a lot of people have said it also. Mm-hmm. And she just got married. Mm-hmm. So uh, I wonder how that works out. I mean, I thought for her pointing to AEW, you know, because daddy is there. Nah. WWE, because why not? Oh, did you see that they took her image and put it on the Battlegrounds game? No, I did not. Like part of the tutorial when they tell you how to wrestle? They have her pose like when she won the world title from Sammy Callahan, where her arms stretched out. It's it looks just like her. It does not surprise me in the least. It, it's just one of those Easter eggs you gotta check out. Unfortunately for me, I won't be playing WWE Battleground at least not now because I think it costs too much. Mm. And plus, it's so cartoony that WWE Battleground is actually WWE Two K Twenty One because it was so bad last year they had to make that right. And plus, uh, it kind of freaks me out that everybody look like midges in that game. Stop. Stop. It does. Have you seen... Stop. Have you seen the Charlotte Flair? Stop. The, the Charlotte... Stop it. I'm just saying. Stop it. But, again, I want to hear I want to hear what people think about this whole third-party WWE banning and everything. Cause we, I, I'm... Like you said, like I said, I... We need somebody like an AJ to kind of rebel against the, the the mandate. MVP. Um, Bobby Lashley, the Hurt Business. None of them are really doing third party things. No, I just wanted to come out and, and say their stuff. Oh, but to see how strongly the WWE makes a stand, and if the WWE makes a stand, what legal repercussions that superstar comes with because again as long as they're not using the name of the WWE and their broadcast and their what have you or you know using the character so to speak then WWE has no recourse that's not going to stop the lawyers from vulturing around once Vince says go my pretties fly to go get whatever superstar that has you know disobeyed that events, but you're making me want to see more Brody Lee videos when he first came into AEW and how he was shooting at Vince McMahon. The, the point of the shoot is that it's truth. 
And like, it was funny to me. Like it, it's 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 entertaining. It's funny. It's like oh my gosh, but there's so many truths in those little grains of vignettes he was doing. So um, you can't eat while I'm eating, or you can't sneeze. You can't. <laughs> I never want to be in that presence. If I'm hungry, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat. It, it's it's. The weirdest thing, but again, the, the truth is the truth, and you know it is what it is. But this third party thing, I thought it was an instant money grab that the WWE was going to then go back and renegotiate with those third parties and say, okay, money, money grab or money hold, money grab. Because okay. for instance, I'm just going to use cameo because I don't know who's doing cameo. Let's say your Billy Kay is on cameo; she has to come off cameo now. WWE will go back to Cameo and renegotiate to have Billy Kay on there and get a percentage off and say, okay, Billy Kay, you can go on Cameo now. Here are a list of things you cannot say or do on Cameo while you are representing us, while you're using the name Billy Kay, and go. That's what's going to happen. They're going to renegotiate with all these third parties to get a cut, guarantee you, and to dictate what the talent can and cannot do. That's not a money grab, that's a money pimp. They're pimping them now. They're using <laughs> their body. They're using their bodies for however long on various nights to do things wow. that no other human does like that. Wow. And we're just talking about wrestling. We're not talking about any other things. I, I mean, but that's you. You said the pimp thing, and there, there it is. And and it's funny because uh, allegedly the fabulous Moolah did the same thing, and you know what he did to her name. They made her a Hall of Famer. Well, after the fact. They made her a Hall of Famer. They scrapped everything. Listen. Remember? The fans, the fan, they had to change it to the Mae Young Classic. But no, 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 no. It was a battle royal. And I think it was the one in New Orleans. They had to change because Snickers. Because they hit, they hit the sponsors. And fans, the sponsors said, we're not doing that. Fans went to the sponsors and said, yeah, that's what I'm saying. here is Moolah's Past. crimes. Yes. Here's what Moolah did. So, yes, Snickers had to go, hey, look, these people are bothering us about this moolah chick. Y'all got to change his name. This is not going to fly. Did the WWE take her out of the Hall of Fame? No. She is still in um, all in the Hall of Fame. She's still on the network. She didn't get removed like um, we like to call him redacted, Chris Benoit. Um, no, he's still on the network. Um, but you, I mean, they've got their pay-per-views. They've got him on the network. But you can't search his name to find him. He, yeah, he's not a... Oh, you can't? No. He's not a featured, though. You have to find that pay-per-view in the match, and they'll show it. But you cannot search him to find him. I remember they had footage, and they blurred out whatever they said about him. Oh, that and whole... They, they that did Monday that night, part. Uh, yeah, that no, 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 no. Not that one. I remember a um, long time ago when Netflix had it, it was a Elimination Chamber... Uh, DVD that I rented just to see what it was and they had the one in 2005 and whenever Chris Benoit's name was coming up they blurred yeah. whatever even if he made an offense a defense or whatever move they blurred the commentary about him mm-hmm. and they gave a warning saying uh, like parental advisory or something even though this is wrestling it wasn't killing his family right. yeah. again, and, redacted and, is like who said yeah so. pretty much and, and again I still say it to this day Chris Benoit was one of the greatest of all time but it was just a horrible sad tragic and disgusting ending and people are still on Facebook aside from the racist talking about they should put him in the hall of fame and I'm like are you kidding 
But, but again, <laughs> they have a, a, a female pimp in the Hall of Fame. Well, they also have somebody who uh, has hep C. Jimmy Snooker. He was, he was yeah. allegedly a killer. You know, so you got uh, uh, pimps, uh, uh, murderers. Um, a hep C giver that's in the Hall of Fame. And Billy Graham threw all his stuff out saying, I don't want to be associated with it. I don't want mm-hmm. my name. Keep my name out your mouth yeah, yeah. about the Hall of Fame. What's her name? Tamara? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, you know she's got issues so the hall of fame for wwe is not filled with a bunch of saintly people it's filled with a bunch of <clears throat> it's, it's all pr yeah but again put put who you want in the hall of fame because it's not really a worldwide recognized hall of fame outside of the wwe there is a pro wrestling hall of yes. fame that exists wwe's hall of fame is a vanity project at best well, when you have celebrities that, that that have done nothing in the ring, and, and I won't, I won't put Mike Tyson in there because I'm afraid of Mike Tyson. As you should. And be. I want to see that fight in uh, November. I don't know if I'm paid eighty dollars though. Um. Again, you know, you have celebrities in there. You got people in there because WWE wants the tapes to a certain library, mm-hmm. and they want this, that, and the third. Which I think that's that's heavily politic, poli- politicking. Upon oh, maybe politicians in there. Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. He became president. Yes, and Linda got a cabinet position. I'm not saying that this was a plan all along, but if it was not, then damn, how coincidences happen. Well, also they uh, speaking of uh, T R U M P, uh, they're bringing back the uh, faction, the Forgotten Sons. They say they might repackage them because of what Gunner, uh, I forget what his name, Jackson Riker, what he said. So they're taking the other two. They're going to repackage him. Then, uh, what did he say? Remember he made the tweets about Trump and everything? No. And everybody. And Well, we I talked about it earlier, okay. like a couple months ago. But it's fine. It doesn't matter what he said. Because apparently, again, it's been enough time has passed. Wrestling fans have short attention span theater, is what I say. Short attention span theater. They don't pay attention. They don't hold long, quote-unquote, grudges. There'll be one or two of us out there going... This person did this. I'm like, oh, it's okay. It was a long time ago. But well, this is who this person is at their core. Well, we'll it's bring, okay. Well, bring back Laura Sullivan. After all he's been doing. The guy has mental issues, he had homophobic things, and he was in gay porn. Right now? Who knows? Maybe they'll put him on UK. Yeah, I'm glad that came back. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. So, you know, there's a, there is a place, depending on his status as far as Health goes, you know, as long as he's healthy, not broken, and no COVID, and yeah, da, 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 da. I bet you he'll be back. Well, I guess Double Team Dream came back, didn't he? Well, there was no real investigation. Look, there, there was no real evidence. It was all, you know, word of mouth as far as WWE was concerned. And his thing was out there too. It looked again. I mean, I saw the edited picture, and I saw those abdominals. And I was like, yeah, that's him mm-hmm. somewhere. And then also he had a case like vandal vandalizing or whatever, and you know it makes me think about people who've been released on less, right? Like uh, Tenille Dashwood, who got released in like a day. No, she got released and uh, rehired in a day. You know, just because she didn't, she forgot to pay for a iPad cover at Walmart, ten, eleven bucks, twenty bucks, pay for it, whatever. But. Anyway, I bring I, I brought that back up because it was something I was hearing, and also they were saying that many people in WWE are Trump supporters. So like, 
they kind of let them sit back for a while, then they're going to bring them back on TV. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, to, to bring it back to a personal note, um, I am going to be doing a couple more episodes before that election time. So, you know, we're just going to have to pray for the best. I've been also teasing about teasing and being very lazy and about doing episodes by myself because, uh, you know, Mika has a schedule and our schedules don't sync up. things that I be doing, y'all. Yeah, she got other podcasts. I mean, she does. Well, another podcast right now, as a matter of fact. Oh, my God. Please don't kill me. That's whoever fine. it is. Um, it's fine. They won't go. But, but she does a lot, and, you know, we both live in uh, faraway areas, so it, it takes it takes a while. Um, but really, but but really, you know, I'm glad that she's here. I'm glad, you know, because sometimes I text her and I say, I really want you for this subject. I really want to talk to you for this subject because you have a strong voice, let alone with this Breonna Taylor. You are a black woman and it's better to hear black women lash out at this subject. Uh, Not lash out. Speak on. Okay. Speak on. Speak on it, homie. We already have angry black woman syndrome out there in the world. So when you use those strong adjectives, it helps perpetuate the stereotype that, you know, she's going to be loud, she's going to be angry. People equate that loudness and that anger or whatever to violence or ignorance when that is not necessarily the case. We're passionate. I'm loud by nature. I'm like low speaking right now. I've been with her to shows. But I'm, I'm loud by nature just in general. And I'm passionate and I'm fiery. And that is how a lot of black women are. And people take that and get defensive and and try to use that passion and our natural boisterousness against us. And they weaponize it and they make it a, a bad thing when it is not. Because they only know one part and it's ratchet. Like, you got to pop your neck, you got to pop your fingers and snap your hips in order to perpetuate that one. I mean, many people was actually waiting for eight years for Michelle Obama to come out like that uh, one time. Um, so, anyway, I thank, I thank Mika for coming out here. Um, also, I got to give her props on her outfit because it reminded me of Patty a little bit. I saw that versus battle like a week or so ago. I didn't even change shoes. What are you talking about? Well, not that part, but your hair. Yeah. First, you called me like, I don't know, something kink. And now, uh, like, Patty. Patty is a diva. Yeah, I'm a diva. I, I there mean, you I, go. I'm not tripping, but I didn't even change shoes. This is this is a kickback outfit. But, you know, thank you. I appreciate the compliment. Yeah. Y'all, y'all will see a picture because we're not going to forget to take a picture this time. Thank you. Okay, so I took a picture promoting Ghost and Black Lives Matter by uh, by uh, AJ Kirsch and uh, Gross of Joe Brody on this one. But she always looks her best, even though she's coming to see me, which I'm not much. I look my best all the time. Thank you. Have you seen me the first thing in the morning? I look freaking fabulous. <laughs> Stunning. <laughs> Stone Cold is trademark under uh, Steve Austin. You know, uh, I'll bring up something um, really quick. Cactus Jack. 
I don't know who Travis Scott is, but there's a Cactus Jack burger. Oh, Scott. Yes. There's a there's a combo. There's this is a funny story. There's a combo meal after Travis Scott that went way out of control. Had a commercial. People were at McDonald's rushing for the meal. And, and this, on terms of business, this shows how much of a following that you have. When you have a product and people are bum rushing places just to get your product. McDonald's did not know how popular Travis Scott is. Yeah, I don't know who that is. My what what happened that I even know about this is that the Cactus Jack name is of course wrestling related. I think it's older than that. Mankind, Cactus Jack. So I had someone reach out to me and say, "How could they use the name Cactus Jack for this burger and not get WWE?" And their panties in a bunch. Well, honestly, Cactus Jack goes further than Mick Foley. Uh, he got his name from a, uh, I think it was a like, deranged person, Cactus Jack Manson. But also, it was like name in the Wild West and everything. But does WWE movies. not have a trademark on the name Cactus Jack? I have to look that one up. I, they, I, they, You know, WWE trademarks everything, even if you made it up. Right. So, one would assume, based on the conversation we've had about them, using names and even want to use real names that they do have a trademark on Cactus Jack and that at some point the WWE lawyers are going to take a bite into this burger. I, at least the person I was speaking to, that's what their assumption is. And I told them no, and I'll tell you why. WWE has trademarks on names based on entertainment in the wrestling business. You cannot, AEW, have a Cactus Jack in AEW at this time as a wrestling figure of any kind. Cactus Jack, the Travis Scott thing, is a burger. It has nothing to do with entertainment. It is all based on food. It has nothing to do with sports or entertainment. And a rapper. So. With a a sick following, though, because it got to the point where restaurants were out of ingredients. They couldn't make it. They said you can't walk to a McD- walk up on a McDonald's counter and order it. You have to go through the app, which is a marketing practice, and it, and also people around the country were taking the posters down off the uh, off the windows of McDonald's, just stripping them down because they want to keep it because it's Travis Scott. Who in the hell is Travis? He's Scott? a rapper. Ew. He makes he's uh with a Jenner or Kardashian. No, never mind. Stop. That's way too much. And sorry about. But his stuff stands alone. Yeah, yeah. His stuff stands Kanye right. in a couple of years if he keeps us up. Thanks. Well. And I mean crazy like Kanye, not the talent. You know, we have to go there about Kanye West. Yeah, look, that's what I'm saying. Once you say he's with a Kardashian or whatever, I'm like, oh, he'll be crazy in a couple of years. How much do you know about the Kardashians? Cause it, I know that they make people crazy. They turn a lot of black men out. Uh, look at Lamar Odin doing, ho- doing hookers and cocaine at the Bunny Ranch. I had a heart attack and had to build himself back up. I I know enough about them to know enough that I'm glad I'm not a black dude messing around with these Kardashians. Anyway, so yeah, that was that was, <laughs> that, uh, that was a Cactus Jack thing and that was the trademark thing. And but I'm also, you're glad that the Kardashian show is going to be off the air soon. They're closing after 17 I, seasons. I Careless didn't know. They know they were still on. Uh, it is super awkward. Don't ever do that again in life. I know. Even in death. I mean, I mean, come on now. Nope. I saw I saw the Ray J video and um, you know it just sounded like this that. Is where we all started from the Ray J video. 
Ray I J is the blame for this onslaught. Ray J is the man. For, for, he came out with a video, made money off that. No, 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 no. He made He's earbuds. Blame for all this craziness. Well, actually, Brandy, get your brother. Wow, Brandy can't drive though. That's all. Uh, but it, it came off. It, the Kardashians were known though, but the video just basically boosted everything no, up. They were not. No, they the were father. Known. They Bruce Jenner was known. Caitlyn. No, no. At the time, he was Bruce. You're going to get us canceled by LGBT. Listen, he was Bruce Jenner at the time. So you said the father. He was Bruce Jenner. No, 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 no. We did not know. The father, not the dad. Okay. The father, Robert Kardashian, was one of OJ's lawyers. Yeah, but nobody knew about his family. We weren't the mob trying to kill his family based on his lawyerly whatevers. Uh-oh, another, another conspiracy theory. All we knew was his name. And then you talk about Bruce Jenner. He married some chick. We didn't know about the rest of these harlots. Well, well long, no story, long, long story short, it was like Paris Hilton. They were socialized. They knew each other. They went yeah, to I places. understand where it came from. But the tape got us to where we are today. And that's Ray J sticking his <clears throat> oh, business. Okay. And wow. getting, us all, getting us all infected. This is why we got COVID. There it is. <laughs> and it brings it back to COVID. <laughs> Have you seen the tape? It was the most awkward looking sex I've ever seen. Have you seen Paris Hilton's tape? That was just hard. All of that was horrible. I was just like, what is this? Is this real? Did they know there was a camera? Why would you do? Why? Who? I'd erase this. This is bad. Okay. No, they let people know uh, we're not all sex freaks, but we are adults and we have uh, seen some things. No, I hang out with dudes. <laughs> I had no choice. It's You've been like, in a couple locker rooms. It's not like I picked, like, let's watch this sex tape. I hang out with dudes. And, you know, like, hey, we're about to play this. At least people are respectful enough to me to, like, hey, we're going to play this. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm I'm not trying to be a stick in the mud. It doesn't bother me. Pardon the pun. Gonna, oh, yeah, well. That was like a stick in the mud, boring as hell. Uh, <laughs> Mika has had, Mika Villas has had better sex than what she's seen on tapes. I, I've watched Animal Kingdom and they've had better sex than what I've seen these oh, girls Jesus. do. I'm like, talk about praying mantis. Like, just, I've seen a praying I've, mantis. I've not seen that. I, I'm talking about I've seen a praying mantis mate, and they rip their heads off, and that's better sex than what some of these tapes have been. Well, so. Black Widow spiders almost do the same thing. I mean. Better than what I've seen in these tapes. I'm like, really? That's it. Great. Wow, I w- I'm glad I'm not hungry when she was talking about uh, praying mantis and everything. But but take it on back down to COVID. I was talking about Travis Scott. He ripped all this stuff down. Um, I myself am a Burger King person between the two. <laughs> uh, McDonald's. I think McDonald's is trash. Um, Leave Mickey D's alone. Mickey D's was a supplemental income for me at one point. Well, no, no, no. Let, 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 let's be real. If you don't, if you low on the dollars, McDonald's can help you out. Same fries is bomb. Same, I don't care. same thing with Taco Bell. If you don't have no money, it can help you out. McDonald's fries are great. The salt is enough to kill you, but it is wonderful. Burger King, onion rings are good. Their fries are trash. Burger-wise cooking, yes, Burger King's better taste-wise. McDonald's is more iconic. 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 Uh, McDonald's fries is the bottom bitch to the whole uh, to the whole company, which means that that's the common denominator of McDonald's. 
I'm basically confirming what you said. No, you called it the bottom bitch. Do you know what the bottom bitch is no. in, in pimpology? You got, what have you been watching? This is like the third or fourth pimp reference. Have you been watching like Pimp Chronicles or something? I have watched that years ago. And uh, like, and, and I met Don, Bishop Don Magic Wan in 2003. I didn't meet him anyway. Church. I saw him and I saw Snoop Dogg. I'll tell you this. That week, I remember, because I was in college, uh, I saw in the paper, the Virginia pilot, Snoop Dogg stopped smoking weed. I did not believe it. I thought it was funny because Snoop and music and weed, it just goes all together. <laughs> so I was going to college next to Norva in Norfolk, Virginia. I see this guy in a suit. Bishop Don Magic it One. It wasn't a suit. You have to describe the suit. It was a flashy suit. It was a very gaudy, muddy, flashy suit. Green and gold suit. You know how I know? Because that's all he wore. What is it? Uh, green for the money and gold, gold is for, for the, the honeys. Okay. Right. See, you know stuff. You know Don Juan is from Chicago, right? Oh yeah. So, I grew up seeing this idiot everywhere. Oh God. Well, he was nice to me. I, I he, didn't he, say anything other than an idiot. He wasn't. He was an idiot. I mean, it was part of the culture. I seen pips up, holds down, and oh all that, God. and play a haters ball. Well, like, but yeah, like, did you make a revival all of a sudden? But 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 again, this pimp stuff but again, here. Snoop Dogg made a beeline from the bus to the dressing room at the Norva, and it stunk like weed. So I just find that funny. But anyway, um, it's been an excellent. It's been a good show. We had to bring some thought provoking material at first because it was very pertinent. And I'll still say this at the end of the show, justice for Breonna Taylor. This day is not over. Um, justice for Jason, uh, Jason, Jacob Blake, Ahmed Albury, George Floyd. There's more to this. Justice for all black lives, because all black lives matter. So again, if you want to go there about them not being a saint, them not doing this... Uh, why are you praising him like a superhero? And like Dave Chappelle said, no, you made him a superhero. We just talked about the black life that was lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the words of Dave Chappelle making his uh, Emmy speech a couple of days ago, shut the fuck up forever. Hmm. So with that in mind, uh, thank you for listening. I know we've been a bit long-winded, but when it comes to these subjects, we have to put our minds and put our hearts out and this is why uh, I love having Mika with me so she can help me to do so. Anyway, uh, you want to give them your material? Uh, you can uh, agree with me, disagree with me, talk to me on all social media. I am the Mika Billis. That's the T-H-E in case you didn't know how to spell. You got a T-H-E in front of it? I am. Oh. I am. Impotent. I am me. Mika Villas, M-I-K-A, V, like victory, I-L-L-A-S. I'm on all your socials except for your OnlyFans. Still working on that. <laughs> no. There's a couple of female wrestlers that do OnlyFans, no, but they don't be... No, I'm, I'm not a wrestler. You're media. I am not a wrestler. Wrestling media. I am not a wrestler. So I do not have OnlyFans. And if y'all want some content, that's going to... Anyway, they were seeing Mika in some lace. I'm already sitting here in lace. Anyway, well, well you got on regular clothes. They want to see you in Victoria's Secret and Fenty. 
I am done talking right now because I'm done with you. <laughs> Go. Close this show. <laughs> hey, you got to give them what they want. Sometimes they might. They, they only get what they pay for. Hey. Some, you pay nothing, you get nothing. Sometimes female wrestlers be DMing me snapshots of what guys be saying to them. I think the same thing that yeah. can happen to you. The same thing has happened to me, and I don't have to send people DM. Just like, look, you get what you pay for. That's going to be a Patreon show if I ever put that one out. Mm. You're going to have to pay to get that material. Pretty much. Um, so anyway, you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram under Sensational One, S-H-I-N-S-A-T-I-O-N-A-L-O-N-E. Because somebody thought it was Sensation Loan or something. Um, Facebook, official Shinblade. I think I'm going to have to change that to Sensational One because also I'm thinking about trademarking it also because I'm also fighting with another guy named Shinblade who only existed for five years uh, beforehand. And I have done movies also, so I got that name out there. Mm. Uh, independent movies, not mm. adult movies. Too late. Well, you know, yeah, if you, nope, if yeah, you ladies nope. out there want to see what's, what's good, oh then... Oh, my um, God, no, stop it. Mika's always been talking about that I, I'm trying to have a harem. You are trying to have a harem. Full of women with COVID masks and, and harem gear. I mean... Anyway. But that's racist. Um. Anyway, you can catch me on social media with there. For Mika Villas, I am the sensational one. Thank you for listening. Thank you for laughing. Thank you for mourning. Thank you for hurting. Thank you for healing. And we'll see you on the next episode. Peace. I want to, I want to.